It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Celtics post-game show, Celtics lose to the Lakers. Um... In a game that didn't feel that close, Bobby. Second half, certainly no. Uh, the disappointing thing is, I thought you started this game so much better than the Lakers did. Set an early tone and just completely let the tenor of the game swing in the Lakers' direction drastically. And I thought it was physicality. I thought it was toughness, determination, and sort of intangible things that there was some are concerning. Uh, there was some, I think, on top. I mean, in a, I hate to play the make miss league, uh, game over and over and over again. But the last three games have really been an example of it with Utah, uh, and uh, you know what happened uh, in the last game, and then tonight, uh, Celtics just had no secondary scoring beyond Jason Tatum, and it was a problem. These are the nights where you're like, oh, that's why it's super important to have Jalen Brown out there because on a night Schroeder didn't get it going. They really didn't have anybody to create second, you know, a second offensive option there. Um, and they tried everything. Richardson tried to get stuff going a little bit. Um, Schroeder again was cold from the field, but got to the free throw line. Rob did, did tremendous things, but again, Rob's a guy you're setting up for baskets. He's not creating his own offense and nothing else. They tried Neesmith for periods. They tried Romeo just, Nobody could get anything going offensively. That third unit just they looked like they were just stuck in mud there. They weren't getting quality shots, uh, and that's where the game got away from them. Yeah, let's start with Schroeder because this is where we're going to disagree. I didn't love the game he had. Again, it's not a matter of disagreeing. You have good games and bad games. This yeah. was a game where his shots didn't fall. He wasn't able to get to the rim uh, as easily. But, I mean, I think, what did he end up with? Six field goal attempts? Yeah, he settled on a few early. You know, he took a couple threes and he, he took a couple jumpers early. He wasn't getting downhill, but he still got was it twelve free throw attempts? Yeah, and yeah. it was you know he he hit him. Other guys didn't. I thought in this yeah. one, I, looking at the final line on him from the line there, I think it was eight of ten, and then everybody else shot. I'm not even gonna do the math on the fly, but it wasn't a great free throw shooting game. So you know, some good things from him. Again, this is the balance you're playing with him is that he gives you aggression and offense that you need when it's not coming from other places. Uh, but other times going downhill in the traffic, taking some ill advice. He shots. didn't do it much. That's the whole point. He took only six shots, you know, just if he just didn't make, you know, he missed three threes, you know, and that's it. It wasn't like ill-advised. He just didn't have a good offensive game. It wasn't one of those games where he was yeah, just getting so, by people. Another miss was on that little, that little, you know, show me, show me fake that he missed a bunny you know it's again it's it really wasn't he just didn't he just wasn't able to get 
you know, where he wanted to go and he wasn't able to get into the paint and, yeah, that's fair. and get a shot off. Right. I, I, I guess some of the other things too, I just didn't love about his game. And this one was the pacing at, at times, just playing a little slow when it seemed like the Celtics want to speed it up there. Um, you know, he had a strong start with five assists in that first quarter, needed someone to really settle the offense down later in the game. And, you know, Tatum was pretty bad in that regard. Smart had his worst game in a while here. And, Schroeder didn't step up as the you know, steady hand that they needed. Not like, not that that's his job per se. I think he is the one to be aggressive, take the risk and score. But on a night where no one's filling that gap, you, I, I'm trying to think of what lost this reminded me of from earlier in the year where just nobody stepped up as the point guard in this one. You know, guys were looking for the shot. Tatum had an excellent scoring game. Uh, Smart was just a mess offensively outside of some good passing to Rob, I thought. And, Schroeder was looking for a shot too, but nobody really connected things here, especially on the break. I thought they were a mess trying to go on transition, even though the Lakers turned it over a million times. And that was the difference in this game. I mean, Russell Westbrook just commanded a dominant fast break effort that no one on the Celtics could match. I mean, you had offensive fouls on the run in this one as Boston, throwing passes away right when you got steals. Uh, that was the difference in this one to me. And it's so disappointing that this one becomes a blowout because, again, you started this much better than them. Uh, the Lakers were a relative mess from the field early on outside of LeBron. Davis was slow. Westbrook didn't score for the first 10 minutes of the game. And you essentially just get run out of the gym in that second half. You got to be better they just, the Tatum didn't defense. have help. Tatum had a Tatum had a good game. They just didn't have any help offensively. You know, yeah, Grant was awful in this one. Everybody, um, Grant didn't have a good game. Uh, Schroeder wasn't able to be, uh, you know, a force offensively. Um, and then there's just nothing else behind them. You know, there was just nothing there. It just was one of those games. Al was quiet. You know, uh, Al well. missed a few tough ones. They got him some good looks. He missed a, a bunch of open threes, uh, and it is what it is. Gener- just on the whole, ten of thirty three. Uh, from three-point land and that was you know a story where they just like I said they just weren't really knocking down uh, any of their shots tonight I mean Grant again was, though I think if, Grant if was he... a non-factor minus 21 in 13 minutes really didn't do much offensively uh, had that big block of Davis obviously that was his highlight of the night uh, Neesmith a little bit of energy late but when it didn't really matter again you could see they were you know, they went to Pritchard early. I know people will talk about the garbage time lineup that they had there with Ime waving the white flag with five minutes left, but Pritchard came in to start the fourth. They were looking for offense anywhere. He was came in pretty shortly after, too. Yeah, yeah they it were was obvious Ime was looking for offense somewhere because he wasn't getting it other places. Um, and that was, I think, why he tried those guys. It didn't really turn into much. Again, you're just not getting it. They even said it on the broadcast. Van Gundy said it. They're you know, what we've been saying for years, but they're looking for impactful minutes from one of those guys. And again, you play Romeo 16 minutes. Do you remember any of them? You know, no, I think he had like one basket. I remember he had a couple, uh, he missed a bunny early, hit his next two. Uh, one was on a little cut, uh, where he was under the basket there. And then, you know, Pritchard comes in and he's friggin' had a bunch of open threes and he's, Knocked down two of five, but just you're just dying for a contribution from any of those guys, and you're just not getting them. Um, and it is what it is. And, yeah, and, I think you ran into kind and, of and a... Bob and Bobby, Mister Friggin' Victory Lap prediction here. You know, Celtics win easily. Listen, the the one I gave the Pats was probably more important anyway. So <laughs> every streak's got to end. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, 
And the women, I mean, come on. We come on the show and talk about the game. I mean, what happens, what happens? Yeah, this is what we get into <laughs> with Schroeder. Well, agree. no, this is what we get into with Schroeder, too. Like, I like the season Schroeder's having when he gives up some live ball turnovers and it takes some ill-advised shots that I don't love and doesn't command a good offense. Like, he, it, didn't do come any, on. he didn't do anything wrong tonight. He had five assists in the first quarter. I and mean, then none after that. I know, but I mean, we're talking that he had most of his misses in the first quarter. He just wasn't enough of a factor. Um, we are, we want to, we want to update a couple people here. Uh, Joe Sway is in LA. Um, uh, Jimmy Toscano's lubing up right now. He might jump on later. Uh, Sherrod's also in LA. We're going to, we're going to hold, we're going to hold the line for a little while until those guys join us. John's always leaving the door open for Jimmy. Door's always open for Jimmy. He knows he can come. Uh, though I got a quick trigger. Uh, why are people so mad at E-May tonight? Uh, can you guess? The guy he left on the bench, right? I mean, that's what I would have guessed it is. There's probably several reasons, but I was shocked that they left Ennis Freedom on the bench for almost all of this game. You kind of had a sense that things would reel in a little bit because of Al coming back and Rob being out there this time around. But Ennis played so well in this matchup the first time, didn't he? And you know, played well against the size of Philadelphia. And let, let's just face it, the overall production he's putting out there, you can't deny it. He On clean the glass, he is in the 100th percentile of on-off guys. He is the best on-off player in the NBA right now. You can talk about short minutes, matchups, blah, 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 whatever you want to do there. But it's impressive nonetheless. And to not use him at all tonight, maybe a tough matchup. Maybe you're worried about the defense there, but they played bad defense in this one anyway, and you needed some cleanup garbage buckets. That's what he's been giving you. I thought you messed with a good thing there in terms of leaving him on the bench. Now, I don't know whose minutes he would have taken. Uh, probably go Horford in this one. I didn't think Horford was that great. And, you know, you probably need to tap into that offense that Freedom can give you a little bit earlier. I don't know. Is that what the commenters are mad about? I don't know what they're mad about. I don't think Ime did anything wrong tonight. I, I think, again, you make – there's no reason to overreact to things. We make it, you know, we make it more complicated sometimes than it needs to be. This was just simply a door. Um, this was just simply a door. I'm reading a comment. This is just simply a game where nobody had it going for the Celtics. And they, they, they literally just couldn't get anything going offensively outside of Tatum. Uh, and that's it. That that's that, it, I don't think there's much more to the game. LeBron was on point. And he had a really good game. The last time they faced him was his first game back. He was operating at about 50%. It looked like he was done playing by the half anyway. Um, so it was a different team here. It was paced by LeBron. It's still the Lakers. It's still LeBron James. Um, and they just, that was it. The Celtics. It, there's, an intang yeah. there's an intangible to what they do too. I thought that was really the difference in this one. Like that championship switch just kind of turned on for them. You see the little things they do, like, you know, putting Russ on Rob. I mean, he just completely shut him off the offensive boards, boxing him out. Uh, you know, I, I thought some of the things they did on offense were interesting down the stretch there. But really, you've got to put up more resistance on the fast break. That play where Rush was like high-stepping it from basket to basket, <laughs> no one got in his way. Uh, he just kind of made a fool out of you in that third quarter. And I, I thought Smart made a few plays early on to – show some resistance on those transition runs but you hate to lose a game just by getting out running i think that's essentially what happened here but you know but for all intents and measures i thought i the mean Lakers really I, I, only hit... 
outrun, but yeah, I mean, they got, they got bullied. They got beat up inside. The points in the paint was pretty significant. I think it was, it was 66 points in the paint, 18 second chance points for the Lakers. They got beat up a little bit in this game. Rebounding too. Um, yeah, 63 the re- Lakers rebounds. The rebounding killed them. So uh, the Lakers uh, were, were, were physical and they just beat, they beat them up inside. Uh, and the Celtics, like I said, didn't, Lakers amped up the defensive pressure. You could see a little bit in the third, those possessions, the Celtics really had to work for it. They were not getting quality shots there. Um, and like I said, that's, that's definitely where the game got away from them. And we, we talked a little bit over the last couple of games, how the little things were mattering for the Celtics in terms of just grabbing extra possessions, maybe stealing some turnovers that they threw away back in that Utah game uh, and just chasing every single shot that they can get. I mean, they produced 10 more shots than Utah in that game. And here, I thought the Lakers just cut off all of those things. Yeah. Like, Rob gets that put back in the second quarter. You don't see anything like that again after that. I thought they sealed off that pick and roll that they were running with him early and didn't allow him to go over the top like he was in the early portion of the game. And that's that's probably yeah. the one good thing you're going to pull from this is they unlocked Rob a little bit. You started to see he the Rob he... like last year. Well, and I, and I want to get into that because it, it, it's funny because I get commenters coming at me about Rob tonight. But Free actually, too, watching right Rob tonight that. proves my point. But let's get into that a little bit more with Sherrod Blakely, who's joining us from L.A. The surgeon. Did they make? Did, <laughs> did, did they supply you with that mask? Or you? Oh. Whoa! Can you hear me? Got Careful hands there, doctor. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, yeah we, we hear got, you yeah. perfectly, Doctor Blakely. Yes. Yes. Well. You know, somebody was getting operated on tonight, and <laughs> um, and I, I have a feeling this is going to be a disgusted reaction by Sherrod. This is going to be one of those yep, the head rubs there. Wait, here we go. <laughs> here's my biggest issue. You were executing exceptionally well right out the gate. Everything was falling, and then you never got back to where you were. Um, I, I didn't hear you guys. I just caught the tail end when you guys were talking about Rob, and I, I still can understand how they were able to just literally obliterate him for three quarters of play after he was incredibly effective and efficient with, with just just running the floor, just catching lobs, just doing those things. When I look at this game, the one, the one player I would say that, that probably I think was the biggest disappointment if you're the Boston Celtics was Dennis Schroeder. He is impact. That's where we started. Yeah. Yeah. He, did, I mean, he didn't. Was, impa- he didn't impact the game. No. He, oh, he did. Unfortunately, uh, in in a bad way. Uh, he was. He was just a non-factor. And I mean, I, I get it. The crowd was on him pretty good when he was out there. But damn, I mean, he was brutal tonight. This this was one of the worst games he's had as a Celtic. Um, and his numbers they, they don't reflect how bad he was. I mean, I think he had like five assists. Uh, he had them all early. Right. He was I horrible. felt the same way, Sherrod. Like, he just did not command I just the thought offense. he was a non-factor. I didn't think he was horrible. Horrible would be if he was just holding onto the ball forever and just hunting shots and not getting things and taking bad shots. I just didn't think he – he just didn't impact the game at all. At all. At all. And, 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 and you know, we've, we've, we've been spoiled, let's be honest, by, by his play this bad, year. Dennis. I didn't think this was bad, Dennis. This was, this was blah, Dennis. Uh... I like, say bad. Bobby's, on, Bobby's on your side. I, 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 to me, he was just, I just a, you a non-factor. I someone to run the offense here, and he was chasing points. It's great, but that wasn't enough in this one. You need you guys to start connecting, making the Lakers work a little bit defensively, and you're just giving them too many turnovers. That was Tatum's problem more than Schroeder's here. A couple lazy ones for Tatum. 
Yeah, those plays where you just go downhill in the traffic, and Schroeder did it against Gobert in Utah. He does this at times where it's just kind of a black hole, and you love it sometimes. But Tatum did that. And those sort of things. Tatum did that a ton, though. After after Tatum's hot start, the the next the quarter and a half, he was going. He was just dribbling to nowhere, and would look up and realize he was trapped, and he was he was throwing the ball away. Um, you know, so he he got himself into some trouble there too. I think that that hot start is always it's a good and bad thing for him Um, because then he's like, I can do anything, you know, and you know, he definitely, he came came back strong in the second half, but second quarter, a lot of the third quarter Tatum kind of disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, He he ends up having a big scoring night though and carrying the offense. So I guess you give him an excuse in that sense. I I felt like they pressed Schroeder though with bringing the ball up, doing the things a point guard needs to do in this one. And, after the first quarter, the distribution just wasn't there from him. You know, you, you couldn't get other guys going on the break. You couldn't execute the break at certain points in this one. And again, you had all the turnovers you need. The Lakers were incredibly sloppy here for the whole game. I don't think their turnovers ever really slowed down here. And that fourth quarter didn't really matter. Uh, you just had no one to push it up. I, the floor. I just, it's, I, I'm not, I'm not calling out Schroeder. I, in particular, no, but that's what, that's what I don't get is. If you looked, if you went down the line, and this is it, to me, it's always Listen, a matter. Look at Smart too. Smart didn't have a good game. That's the whole thing. Is like Schroeder, such, Schroeder has such a target on his back. I, I, I end up defending him when I also agreed he didn't have a great game. I just, I find it so strange that he's the first person people pick on when Marcus also had a bad game, you know, and 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 really didn't do anything, and you know, looked like he was hunting for fouls late in the game as well. Uh, didn't do a great job running the offense. Didn't get people involved a ton. Um, you know, uh, in it either. He didn't have a terrific game. Uh, you know, Grant was bad, uh, you know, for, for whatever. Grant was really bad. Yeah. Al, Al, didn't, Al, Al didn't make a huge impact. There's just, there's a lot of regulars tonight who didn't make an impact at all or were downright bad. I just find it strange that Schroeder's the guy we center in on, um, you know, uh, you know, he's become I such think there's a, just a great, I just think there's a great. He's such a lightning rod these days. Yeah, that's part of it. The defense is part of it in a game like this, I think. And then just, I think when you look at him, Tatum, Smart, the three guys you lean on for ball handling and facilitating here, I think Schroeder left you with the most what could have been. You know, like (laughs) Smart Smart did a lot of good things with Rob in the pick and roll. You know, led the team in assists. Tatum gave you all that scoring. It It was like, what was Schroeder's? big contribution here like there wasn't much some early assists and some free throws so it just wasn't an outstanding game by a player who has built a high bar here john i mean come on let's be serious he's played better than this the the bar for him is up closer to 20 points and you know overall better yeah you're used to it he averages 18 points a game you expect him to go out there and score he just didn't have a good didn't have a great night again got to the free throw line uh, and was able to do a little bit of damage there, but beyond that, again, not much. I just don't points. know who else you look at here. Like, you can nitpick Tatum's game. Uh, I'm looking at the whole uh, again. <laughs> my in my one sentence recap, you know, uh, t- it would be Tatum couldn't. Tatum can't do it alone as Lakers, you know, uh, you know, bully Celtics. That's it. That's that's the headline. Like, it was it. Um, yeah, it was it. I, it's I, one I, of those games. Like, I, I'm not. If someone's asking, like, I'm not mad. They just. They, they had a bad game. Nobody played, nobody, except for Rob Early, uh, nobody outside of Tatum showed up. What killed, too, is when Tatum was destroying the Lakers early and 
you know, Russ and Davis were dead. LeBron was right there with Tatum. It was quiet, but he just kept piling on the makes, keeping it a one possession game and didn't allow Tatum to create any separation there early. Tatum yeah. slows down a little bit into the second quarter and you know, the Lakers jump on it from there. Yeah. Uh, if you want me to get mad about one thing, it was this thing, by the way, the, uh, the friggin' giggle fest with LeBron and the Celtics bench, leave it alone. For the love of God, I don't want to see that ever. All the young guys and freedom. And, J- and Jalen standing up. <laughs> oh, come on. What happened don't to do the, that? What happened to the freedom LeBron beef? It was like one one line. I put it away. Oh, God. All right. The Garden Report postgame show, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Just go to betonline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We've got it all going right now. You got basketball, hockey, NFL yeah. football, NCAA football, horses, MMA, golf. Is there still golf? If there isn't, there there's, will be. There's, there's, there's always golf. golf there's on. always some yeah. kind of golf. Props, live betting, all kinds of weird stuff. Out, outside of the sports realm, anything you want to, you know, place a bet on. Yep. BetOnline's got it. BetOnline.ag. Code CLNS50. 50% welcome bonus. Go check it out right now. And as always, make sure to gamble responsibly. Hate that. Uh, Sharad, I, I want to know what he said. Would, me too. Sharad, any other, uh, any, uh, any other observations from there? Oh, gosh. What do we, well, I, again, I, I haven't heard all that you guys have talked about. But, the, you know, the, the one thing that well, – that no one is really talking about only because it's just us in the media, but we all know how Cedric Maxwell feels about the Lakers. Yeah. We all know how James Worthy feels about Cedric Maxwell and the Lakers. No disrespect, but James Worthy has been talking more shit than I've seen any ex NBA player talk about a game that they had absolutely nothing to do with in a long time. Uh, I sent I sent Joe Sway some of the video that I saw because uh, he's been on here and I mean he's got the cigar I like literally lit up on camera like lit that shit up on camera um, and it's just just absolutely giving Cedric the riot act uh, it's just absolutely hysterical to see beef that is fucking decades old yeah come to life it doesn't go and anywhere yeah no no i mean that again part of the sideshow between the lakers and the celtics but bottom line is this was a bad game for the celtics i mean i we're talking about different players and, and things of that nature but overall this was just a bad game for them it's a bad and, game. yeah and the way that they have been playing they were due to have a game like that yeah. uh, but to, to the point that bobby made earlier and i think it's true the lakers did enough dumb things early on where the Celtics were like basically a two to three minute really good run from possibly getting this thing under control and not allowing the Lakers to just kind of pull away the way they did. Uh, but again, I mean, I'm not like, and, and as far as like Dennis Schroeder is concerned, he's changed the calculus by which we judge him now by his play. Before that's why I was he just was saying. Yeah, and, and, and that to me is why I, I think that there's there's more talk about his play because he's been so damn good. And he's been so incredibly consistent like the last couple of weeks that to see him play the way he did tonight was just a little bit jarring. Uh, but we, we know with, with Marcus Smart, Marcus, I mean, up and down, Dow Jones average. Some nights really great, other nights not. But the effort is always going to be great. Uh, but but it, obviously this wasn't a night that, where that was enough. And then, as you guys mentioned earlier about Rob, I, I loved his game early on. I loved what I was seeing. And, and just to see it just kind of poof, disappear, very frustrating. That's a bummer too, and it's again, it's uh, you know, 
I, I, the reason I wanted to get into Rob a little bit was, um, you know, again, people are in my timeline like, oh, does he look springy enough for you, John? And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, this looks like Rob from last year. At the beginning of the season, it did not look like Rob from last year. Are you telling me you can't see about a foot's worth of vertical difference in the way he's jumping, just where he's catching the ball? Again, any lob or any dunk or any play that he had above the rim early in the year was barely above the rim. We're watching him get blocked on on, on some attempts. And now he's catching balls with his head at the rim and ducking under it to slam it, doing that it with was the a left moment, hand. Huh? He had a couple of those. The one he almost put down on Davis with the left that he got fouled on was insane. And just the coordination, the agility to catch. I mean, little teeny things too. That play, and I'll give this, I'll give credit to Tatum on a secondary assist when he got trapped, hit smart, smart with that cute little bounce. Wow, the hockey assist. The hockey assist. Smart with that cute little bounce pass to Rob who caught it in the lane and goes and, 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 and hits the shot and gets fouled. How many bigs catch that pass? Very, his very hands few. were great. Yeah, his that, hands that are one from so smart. good in, in, a, in a tight space. A lead pass with him running towards the basket to catch Davis it down right low there. and to turn and bang right there with a big guy right in front of you is insane coordination uh, and and hands for a big guy. It, and so when you see that stuff, you're like, that's the magic. That's the stuff we saw last year, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy has to play 30 minutes a night. Why is he only playing 17 or 18? He wasn't that guy at the beginning of this year. But again, poof, it was gone. You know, he was a jaw-dropping difference maker in the first half, and then he just kind of kind of went away. And, yeah. and, I don't, and again, I understand, you know, they make some switches and this and that, but, like, you know, Throw it up to the big fella. You know, it, it, it's just like you gotta gotta look for him. You get the ball in his hands, good things happen. Uh, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was great. He was great for those, you know, certainly for the first half. Yeah, makes you wonder where that's been for sure. And I don't think it's just the physical factor that you point to there. I think it's a matter of Smart being the only guy that can get it to him, really. You know, Schroeder threw one yeah. to him early on, but. Smart seems to be the only guy that's consistently connected and can run that pick and roll with them. You know, Schroeder's not a tremendous pick and roll point guard. Tatum scores well out of it. Doesn't really find guys in that set there. You know, they certainly miss Kemba in that regard, you know, to bring his name up. He was so good at running those plays. So you're left with Smart as kind of a low usage point guard left with few opportunities to find him. And frankly, you should be running that rob play just about every single time. I don't At get it. the leverage it creates. Again, you don't have to shoot we, we talked about the gravity, you know, yeah. that that term, we love it, you know, whatever you want to call and it. minutes the ro- too. You know, the roll gravity, the like that's, that stuff is real, especially after he's, he's boofed a couple on you like that big. And then every time that he comes and he sets those screens, everybody's like, I don't want that to happen again. It creates space. Like you should be running those things all the time. It is very strange when they go away from it. I don't know why you wouldn't, why, why you wouldn't do that more. He's out there. Just, just run it. And it's what he does as good as anyone in yeah. the league. And when, when you have a guy that has a skill that sets them apart from the masses, you've got to milk that particularly when you don't have a roster that has that luxury of going to a guy like that. I mean, it's not like you've got three. It's not like you're Brooklyn where you've got like three of the top 10 players in NBA team where you don't have to necessarily go to a a certain player's go-to strength. 
You need that with Rob. You, you're right. not going to have any shot of being in top four, top five in the East if you don't start maximizing yes. what Rob does that's, well. That's so, especially knowing, right, especially knowing that you may or may not have him for the next game or the next game because you just literally have no idea how his body is going to respond from one game to the next. So when you have him on the floor, you got to get most out of him. Well, yeah, and, and Sherrod, that's an excellent point because it's, you know, it's again, we, we talk about generally speaking, like what is the def, what is this team about, you know, and it's hard to really say, you know, when they're playing good defense, you can say, okay, it's a team that's what, you know, but we, we haven't fully developed an identity, but you don't have a lot of like things that stand out on your team. You're not filled with shooters. You don't have big bangers. You don't have a point guard who can do it all. But what you have is the magic of Jason Tatum, you know, and, and him able to create his own offense. You have Jalen Brown when you have Jalen Brown and you've got Rob, who's a thing that most teams don't have. And most teams don't really have answers for. You can't defend a guy that's a foot above you. You know, like it's just it's it, you can't defend something up there. And that's just what he does. It's a it's a unique skill set and a, and one of the few difference makers on the team and differentiators for that team so you do you're right part of it is you know he goes out there and you're like how in the world did he touch the ball only twice tonight we know he doesn't have face up you know face up moves or post moves but you've got to be looking to utilize that more recognizing what else am I, we've talked about this with bobby what do you want to do? You want to be that team that whips the ball around the perimeter and shoots 43s, but only shoots 32% from three. We've seen that, you know, that's, I've seen that movie. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. And yeah, you play, can't play, yeah. this is just a general conversation too. Cause they did it tonight. You know, they, like this is what you actually want to see. No, you want to see more of it. It's, yeah. it's a general conversation of this is, you want to unlock Rob, you know, it sucks that you saw so much of it in the, in the first half and not at all in the second. So it's the more Jekyll and Hyde sort of, you know, tale of two halves. But generally speaking, it's more of a it's more of a referendum or a critique of how little they have done it uh, throughout the year uh, this year when it is really something that helps separate them. And some he's a guy who's consistently making a difference. Tonight was a weird one, you know, for him too. Yeah, and you were looking for some defense too. Like the this is a guy who crashes the offensive boards. I don't think that was working in terms of stopping the transition uh, defense. It was interesting, you know, mixing in Neesmith. With the starters there and Rob on the bench and the other guys out there, actually the best unit for the Celtics in this one. Yep. A little bit of spacing, a little bit of aggressiveness from him. So you know, for all the Neesmith lovers who want to see him get mixed in a little bit here, I think he showed you something on this trip to start. Pritchard making some shots down the stretch. That's maybe something you start to implement a little bit more as you experiment here. Try, Try to go away from that double big a little bit because that was a disaster in this one. Try it. I, I, I wouldn't be against it. What, yeah, up, yeah. I, I, no, I, I just, I just like the fact that the young guys. I are thought Neesmith looked awesome to again. Yeah. Well, they're they're making the most of their minutes, and and that's how you get more minutes. And and, and it's, it, it, I don't understand why that's that's such a difficult concept. Was Richard was Richardson on ice the whole second half? I, I like so. it. Yes, after Mostly, some good minutes yeah. in that first half too. Yeah, he was one of the few guys that was actually making some shots after Tatum. Picked what happened there though? What did he do something to to get to get? To get benched, I don't keep an eye so. on it. Yeah, I mean, he may. I mean, he may have with these guys and injuries. I mean, it's it's crazy with them. Uh, you just never know. But <laughs> he was good. I mean, I, I thought in the first half he did a lot of good things with them. I thought his defense wasn't wasn't too bad. He was knocking down you know a couple shots when they were there. 
uh, he was playing his role. And that that's the thing about him that I've liked for the most part. The role that he, they need him to play, he's done it, and he's done it at, at a fairly high level. Uh, he's not by no he's never going to be, you know, a, a you know Steph Curry type shooter. He's not going to be a Marcus Smart lockdown defender, but he is a guy that's shown the ability to knock down a wide open mid range shot. He has shown the ability to defend multiple positions, and if you're the Celtic, you like that. But uh, he, like so many of these guys in this team, his health is an issue. Every single game. You just don't know. You don't feel confident that he's going to be healthy enough to go from one game to the next. He's kind of had a weird one, right? Because it was sickness. It was migraine. It was that kind of stuff. So uh, I think he did have a physical one mixed in there too. But 11 points in 15 minutes, right? Uh, Zanis, not Richardson. He's not here. That was that was a that was a good start from him, and you do wonder where he went. That's a that's a great observation. Hey, Sherrod, let me ask you a quick question. Why do you think uh, right now people in the chat are lighting up Ime? What is it Ime did tonight that that you think is uh, is? Uh, I went with freedom, Sherrod. Upset, upsetting people. I don't think people get that mad about Ennis. They're actually probably happy to see him on the bench. <laughs> I, I think with Ime, it's more than anything else. He he, t- he takes chances with different rotations, and they don't work. I mean, you go with Richardson, he looks like he's doing well, and then you go away from him, and you don't make a change that makes the team better. You don't make a change that kind of flips the script a little bit. Uh, Tatum was had it going on early on, and then he had that lull. Uh, one of the things that Ime, I think is, Ime is still trying to figure out is when they hit the wall, how do I get them back on that treadmill and, and pick up where they when they were playing well? I still think he struggles at times to figure out the right combinations of players. You know, this was a game, for example, where you had Grant Williams out there, I thought, way too much. Uh, Grant was brutal. Uh, defensively, when he's switched out there and he's, he finds himself having to guard Russell Westbrook, that's never going to end well. Uh, I'm particularly some tape, with, uh... <laughs> Well, well the, here's the problem. The problem with that is he actually tries to, like, get up on Russell a little bit, and that's just why. Why? When, if he's behind a three-point line, you don't. The step that you take is one towards the rim, not towards yeah, him. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing I, right now, John. <laughs> it's just video after video of Russ turning the Jets on and just torpedoing past Richardson. So and that's, that was probably the end of. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. They they yeah. allowed him to get going, and and that that's the problem because, you know, you you want to you want him to be a jump shooter as much as possible. And, when and they that did early worked, on. All those yeah. bricks on the wide open yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna bring Joe Sway on in a minute. I just need a thumbs up that he's good to go, uh, and he's gonna join us from LA as well. Uh, there's Joe Sway. What's up, kid? What's going on? That was Look a quick intro. I thought I had yeah, more just, time. Than that. No, no, no. You've been you've been fiddling there, but I was like, yeah, we can't. We got to give the people what they want. Look at these courtside seats here. Freaking Jack Nicholson, Ben Affleck, J Lo. Yeah, ben Affleck didn't like my Google hunting lines. He wasn't into it. No? Best seat but in the house mood. right there. It's interesting That's... because uh, after they put him on a big screen, I felt like everyone just sort of, well, obviously there was a lot of ovation. But then the Lakers just closed the door on the Celtics. I don't think there's any relation to that. But I just think the way it is in here with the celebrities and stuff, like that celebrity couple right next to the Lakers. Oh, man. Look, I thought the Celtics in the second half, you look at their approach and – it was just the offense just ran dry. Like it got to the point Completely. where the, de- yeah. the defense couldn't sustain anymore, and they were running. At, there was there weren't guys that could that could score essentially. I love to see Josh Richardson attack the rim the way he did in the first half. You know, uh, Neesmith hit a, hit a hit a shot coming in, but like 
when you have to rely on those guys or those those type of guys against the Lakers, like regardless of what the record says, like these are the type of guys and look and they proved it, right? Whether it was bully ball, whether it was just clamping down when it mattered most after Jason Taylor scored 14 points in that first quarter. Like it was just that muscle memory veteran, you know, we're gonna snatch this away from you and what are you gonna do about it approach? And the Celtics just didn't have a response offensively. And I felt like on defense, they just started to deteriorate as they as their confidence was just which just wasn't there on the offensive end. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, if we go around the horn here, was it offense? Was it defense? I feel like this was a defense one. I think like, they were just. I, think I don't know. The more they ran out of offense. I mean, uh, yeah, there was nobody outside the score could score. go off, but it just couldn't. Just didn't happen. For nobody. Nobody. Yeah, no, I, see were, offense. I thought it was the offense. Bucket, they were bucket for bucket with them for two and a half quarters here, and then all of a sudden you just let the Lakers run out uncontested the way they did. You got to have some more pride just in I know but transition defense because again you had a close game maybe you lose by a couple buckets again on some bad you offense. make more baskets you're not stuck in transition and that's really what it comes down to I just think that right. was it they just didn't they just didn't make enough shots they didn't have any semblance of an offense in that second half really in that third quarter that's where the game got away from them that was it that's, there were a I mean, lot of issues here I just think getting they didn't play perfect the but they, they played in the third it was, was bad they went punch for punch in the first half yeah but John away from them Rob, in that first half, by your standards, that's damn near perfect, right? That's what <laughs> we just went through the whole thing. I was like, that that half is what you want to see, what we've been waiting to see, and what I was, you know, the what? Why was I freaking out early in the off season? Uh, you know, in the preseason of early in the year, we didn't see even one of those types of plays. He just yeah. wasn't doing it. You know, he wasn't especially doing against that. someone like Anthony Davis. Like, but this, I mean, he was Anthony Davis. I like. Anthony Davis was getting work. I mean, Rob was going up and over him. Uh, he's like, who is this guy? Like, what, what the? the f- <laughs> I remember um, Jimmy was in the locker room with me. I remember when Davis was with the Pelicans. I, Rob might have been in his rookie year or second year. And, um, and you know, Davis is at the height of his powers. And I, you guys remember this game at the Garden? Uh, Davis posted up and Rob blocked him twice. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with New Orleans. And, and it was in New Orleans. And, and I was. And he looked up like. I was in the locker room and I asked it. I went in just to ask Davis that question. And, and I was like, were you, su-? I was like, Hey, you know, you know, Rob, you know, he got you a couple of times. Were you surprised? He's like, yup. You know, he's like, that guy, he was like, that guy can, can get up. It was a really good answer. Um, yeah, his eyebrows I, went up too. Yeah. <laughs> his eyebrow. Big, 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 the one big brow. rainbow. Yeah. No, it was um, an arc. One big arc. One big, big one big arc. Oh, oh man, I missed New but Orleans. I remember Davis. I went into that locker room just to ask him that. And I was like, What'd you think of that? And he's like, he's like, that guy gets up, man. He can friggin' he gets off his feet quick. I, I swear he, he forgot. I, about he's that. like, I did not think he could I I did not think I could get that that shot blocked, and he did. So he got a taste of Rob early. I remember that that little exchange, and this time he was he was looking up at him, you know. I mean, he was right. up and over. And I thought Eme positioned him nicely in this one, right? I mean, before the game, you know, Sherrod, you were there talking about how he can expand his offensive game and that, you know, that's something that he knows that, you know, Rob has in him. And then you go out and you get, you know, two lobs against someone like Anthony Davis. Like, talk about a a confidence booster. But I don't know. I just felt like after halftime, it was sort of that. I don't want to say the Celtics reverted to to bad habits, but I just feel like they just didn't have – they did. They did revert to, but they did revert back to bad habits. And they had this bad habit of not being able to milk something that's working for more than a quarter. 
or four and a half. That's a bad habit. When you have something like, I mean, look, we just saw, look, we just saw damn Bill Belichick basically call one freaking play for the entire damn game. And lo and behold, (laughs) it worked. It worked. Now, we need a, we we need build a helicopter in and call Rob pick and roll every single play, first to fourth. (laughs) You're working. I if just, not, he's yeah, getting I to just, the free line. They were pissed. Just, right. I just, was, am I, I the only one? Because Sherrod was sitting like we were sitting one row apart. It felt like I felt the vibe around the arena, or at least our section was just like, who's, who's this dude? They could have been the wrong game. Yeah, sure. I mean, there was a lot of like. I heard one guy behind me being like, but that isn't Davis? Like, they couldn't, they didn't know who this guy Like, they weren't sure about it, you know? Because, I mean, the first one where we're. Or Schroeder just threw the lob, and Anthony Davis was just like in the wrong place at the wrong time, and just got booted on. It was just like, whoa, whoa! You know that that weird kind of low key, like, ooh, yeah, that crowds have. That's what happened. Right. And I think like this is something that you need to keep milking. That is a is, as crazy as it sounds. Forcing Anthony Davis to have to defend above the rim, that's hard with a guy like Rob. He's so damn athletic, and he clearly had his. You know, he, he had his jumper. He had his jumping shoes on tonight because he was way above in the first half. Well, Joe Sway, you were there. Different LeBron, I thought, than the one we saw last time, obviously coming off the injury. John didn't like the joking with the bench. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> you know, him running up the floor after the Schroeder call. I don't like it either, John. He, like he kind of took over the the energy of this game in many ways. I'm with, I'm, I, I don't like seeing that either. I, I just don't. I think not this, I think in this is a, the game. Yeah, there, if, if it's bad enough after, in the game is terrible. Yeah, I wonder what he said. Like, doesn't Freedom have to have a conversation with him? Like, what happened to that? Like, I don't Freedom know. was giggling. So he's not mad at him anymore. He's over it. They're the one line I got into it, but, you know. it was. I am dying. How upset are you in that? Explain you. Like, I don't. He could have only he, that little exchange could have only been two, three words. They must have been a good few words. Like it better have been. At least if it was a great joke, then give some leeway there. But man, he stepped on them and rusted too. And you know, you kind of, you had a Lakers championship core rust aside, but he's involved in it now. That I think just turned up the heat and said, "We've been getting punked all season. We got punked by this team in the Garden, and we're just gonna blast off on them and transition and." You know, out muscle them in the post. I haven't seen a team get 60 boards on another team in a while. Usually, I'm not big on the rebounding battle. I don't think it matters that much. But here, they completely cut off Boston's offensive rebounding, turned that into transition, and just blew through guys on the way to the paint. We just talked about Richardson's failures on the perimeter. Schroeder had an awful game defensively. And, you know, smart was smart, but <laughs> kind of gave it away on the other end. Sloppy. It's true. You cleaned it. You it's cleaned true. it up a little bit. If you're Boston, this is a much closer game. Played with more poise and just had a floor general out there. That was a topic early on with this team this season. I remember asking Al, like, "What do you do? You know, you don't really know who like the point guard, the main guy, the main facilitator is on this team." And he kind of admitted this. That's a challenge. And this is a night where I feel like that was a problem. You didn't have your floor general, the guy that you can look to to balance, be the steady hand on the offensive end there. You had three guys, and none of them were able to do it. Even Al. You know, Al did some good things in that sense in Utah, and thought he had a rough game too here on the offensive end. And Grant, you know, this kind of solidifies your Grant starting case a little bit, John. Again, another game where he comes (laughs) off the bench, lost. 
Well, Grant started that last Lakers game, and he definitely had a rough go of it because he ended up on Davis a little bit. And early in that game, it looked like Davis was going to have 100 points. So I remember it just not being just – I don't think this was a great matchup for him um, there. And that happens with him, yeah. And it happens. You know, it's you, you have to respect the limitations. I think, again, generally speaking, by default, Grant being one of those guys who is able to knock down some shots, it's not the worst thing in the world to have him out there. And also when you put him on that second unit, you might not, you're not going to get what you get when he's running with the ones because there's nobody's out there giving him the ball. Attention isn't being sucked to other players, thus creating space for him to stand in those threes and make that impact. So he's just not going to have this with the second unit as he is with the first, he's going to have these kind of meaningless, you know, meaningless minutes. Yeah, um, I'm just I, I'm just not in. thrilled with the rotation right now, and I haven't. Well, been for it's a just while. it's just rough. It's just rough <laughs> when you've got Al and friggin' uh, uh, Rob together, and then nothing in that you know Grant coming in as your big in the second unit or whatever. It's it's a weird rotation. That's why you know that's that's where I get him a little bit. Stunned he didn't play at all in this one, really, Joe Sway. Joe Sway's giggling over there. I don't know what's going on. Is LeBron talking to you? <laughs> Is LeBron like making a funny face at you now? <laughs> Bobby, how do you not like that? I mean, how do you how do you not mind it? I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't. I actually wanted him in this one. I know I haven't been the biggest fan of him, but you can't argue against how he's played over the last two weeks here. So, again, I was throwing the number oh, out there. Hundred Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone can like that, especially with the way the game was going at that point. Again, I just think like the allure of LA, the muscle of the Lakers, that sort of thing just completely ran Boston over in this one. It was intangible things like the break, uh, the rebounding game, and just the toughness and physicality of 64 points in the paint. At some point, you're just getting run over and you're not responding. You're the Bills on Monday night. Wow, Bobby, I love the cross sports references. Yeah, well done, Bobby. Well done, well done. It's it's the Patriots in good light, right there. You know, it's a a good one. I love that. We had that's a wrap. We had had a big audience last night, people were geeked about that game. Geeked, that was awesome. Yeah, um, all right. Well, we've we've exhausted this game. The Celtics sucked, it was a bad game. It happens, they have another tomorrow against the Clippers. You hopefully, a different team shows up. Ime rested the starters a little bit down the stretch there, so we'll see what happens. Jalen Brown, I'm going to assume, is out. We don't know. We didn't get into Jalen. I'm not having the Jalen conversation all over again. So Nothing we're going to switch. We're going to switch to the other big story of the day, ish, um, which is the Pacers want to trade everybody. And oh, what should the Celtics do? And can they get him for this guy? And what if we Don, give him? What why if is we Turner give them, in that graphic? Huh? Why, why not? is Turner in that graphic? Hey, you know, Brown loves I'm them. just no. saying. That ship has sailed. They better I'm not just... trade for Miles Turner. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying. So now what if, what are Celtics fans doing? If we give them Neesmith and Pritchard and Richardson and, like, all your garbage and throw in a pick but or don't two. Don't dare touch Jalen, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we're back to this conversation again. Would you trade for Sabonis? Absolutely. If you're the Pacers, does the conversation end when you when you when when you say you can have anyone but Jalen? Yes, it probably does. So again, you're right back to square one. The Celtics are not trading a bunch of spare parts for an all-star center forward. Not gonna happen. So 
that's the end of the conversation. Good night. Like that's it. That's it. That's where it goes. If you if you don't want to change trade, trade Jalen Brown, there is no trade. That's it. Nobody wants to trade Jalen for Sabonis, right? I mean, that's where the conversation obviously starts. And then there's the no trade. Is, exactly. The question is, who does? That's the question I got for Sherrod. I I look Sherrod, around. Sherrod, is the ice right cream truck and... coming by? <laughs> yeah, I'm I wish. I wish. I was like, is that me? Sherrod is in the Showtime cycle too here. The yeah. allure. Um, no, no, Sherrod. I, I, I would. I would not do that. I would not right. do that. It, it, and it just doesn't make sense in terms of your roster. It doesn't make sense in terms of um, bang for your buck. I mean, Miles Turner, he's, he's had a great, great couple of years defensively, uh, but Jalen is just so much more a complete player. Uh, and and I, I do think that ultimately, if, if let's say you're, you're Indiana. Yeah, Turner is out of the question. I am in yeah. on Sabonis, who I think could connect the Jays a bit here. A phenomenal scorer, playmaker. I think untapped potential in his game from being they're the part same of that double age. big they're combination both, there. They're both 25 years old. I think this guy, you haven't even scratched the surface of what he's capable of in the right system, in the right uh, array of offensive talent around him. Again, he's the number one option here in Indiana. He playmakes. He and produces his own offense. Nails. Yeah, and it, it, if you remember a couple of early games, it was like a back-to-back the Celtics had with them, and he was just running the offense down the stretch in crunch time, creating plays that, where the Pacers beat the Celtics. There. That's where Jimmy fell in love with the Pacers. I actually need him in my corner here to hype up Sabonis, but I think this is the perfect chance to consolidate, and I think there's a bigger opportunity, tell me if I'm wrong, Sherrod, to make a deal without Jalen here just because of, I think, the overall value of Rob and what you've built up in him here the array of picks you have at your disposal, plus the contract. You don't. You, you, you don't have an array of picks. You have, you have a bunch yeah, of who's picks. Picks talking about? You have a bunch Every of Every single one of the Celtics future picks. That doesn't matter. Everyone's got that. That's the whole thing. You have to yeah. look at what the Celtics have that other people don't. They have a bunch of crappy picks, like middle of, middle of the first round picks. And Bobby's trying to give away his spare tire. And then a bunch of nothings. And the, 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 it's the nothings that make this deal impossible. If Aaron D. Smith was somebody else you might be able to trade him because you might look at that and say this guy could be potential you know who knows what starter at the very least yeah but you don't have any of that you have a bunch of guys that you can get anywhere so they the celtics have nothing to sweeten that deal with. nothing so you you hype enough rob i'll show rob is the only thing you have to sweeten that deal with that's but rob is now of a guy making $54 million over four years. And what are you going to do? Have Turner, have Miles Turner and Rob together and trade Sabonis? That doesn't it help. It doesn't you. matter. You're just compiling assets if you're Indiana. Here's my that thing. That doesn't help you. That who, doesn't help who, you. Who else in the league is enticing them in this deal? Because to your point, Maybe Sabonis doesn't blow you away if you're Boston, but that's sort of a good thing. No, he I don't does think blow me away. Does, I don't think I don't. I don't, I'm not quite sure if this is the OKC situation. I mean, I'm sure it's a rebuild to, to an extent, but like at the end of the day, they're going to look for someone that's a that's a, an all, if not already an all star, on the verge of it. And I just think the criteria when you look at the Celtics' players, it's going to be Jalen Brown. If it's not Jalen Brown, then I think it would be silly for the to, for the Pacers to even consider a, a center a, a trade that's centered around. Robert Williams or those pieces that, that, that John just mentioned. I mean, sure, one, sure it's a good point by John talking about his new contract. But two, I mean, Rob hasn't even proven that he can give you a full season of health, like, like healthier, you know? Like, I, I just don't – I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see that Yeah, that obviously came up in the early end of negotiation. 
So, Rod, who do you think is the favorite to Lance Sabonis if you had to name one team? Oh, gosh. At this point, I just think it's too early because I don't think we've seen enough games. I don't think teams have a, bet, a good enough feel for who they have. I and mean, when you look out there and you look at what Sabonis does, it would have to be a team that's looking to position themselves to take maybe one more step towards uh, a deep playoff run. For example, the Knicks would be a team that would have interest in him. Uh, when you look at what he does, you look at his impact. You what are they offering? See, well, see, that's just the thing. I mean, it's not this even is where so much like, that. It's, what do they have that you would want? That's the question yeah. that you need to ask. And that's the issue with a lot of teams. That's the issue with the Celtics. If I think there's right. one team out there that can surpass the Celtics offer, and it's Philadelphia. Wait, and Bobby, you- Bobby, first of all, there is no Celtics offer. That's the whole thing is the Celtics have the same thing everyone else has, which is their own draft picks, and then nothing else. That's not good, and that's, and that's not it. Attractive. That's the whole point is there is no Celtics offer. There actually is nothing other than their draft picks. That's their, Rob, pro- that's their problem. This, I mean, it's one player, but – it matters. No. That's the center. I think John got it right. Deal. Do you want to trade Jalen or not? I think that's that. That's sort of the conversation. I don't ends. think. I don't think Rob. I, I think Rob is fine. I think Rob is the guy who sweetens a deal that allows you but to what trade. Do you, what do you need to get this done? Simmons certainly. I mean, Indiana wants. You're talking to begin about with. an all star, and you're going to trade a borderline reserve and a couple middle first round picks. It's not great value for the Pacers. Like. I like Rob a lot, but I mean, if you're the Pacers, you're like, I'm getting a guy who plays 25 minutes a night, scores eight points a game, you know, grabs a couple of boards. That's nice. Has some big dunks, but he's not anything established yet. And I got to pay him for three more years. And then I get nothing. Like, I don't know that that's enough. Like if you, you want a young up and coming potential all-star something, maybe they view Rob in that light. I don't know. But again, I, that's the key. I, I don't know. I Really, I think the Celtics have what everyone else has, which is just draft picks. And not I agree a lot with Joe Sway that you do run into that. You're going to give us Jalen? Or hang the phone up thing. And I think they run into that a lot with the trade discussions. Certainly, because why wouldn't you ask for Jalen if you're one of these teams? I just you think this is the you situation. You absolutely have to. Yeah. I mean, you would not be doing your job if you didn't. I just think this is a situation where, in a very unique circumstance, I don't think there's a great fit for this guy around the league that's not Boston. And Philadelphia is the only one I can think of. And we know where Philadelphia is at with their outrageous imagination of what they think Simmons is going to garner for them eventually. This would be a great asset management play for them. You know, get a guy in Sabonis who can help you now, who you can flip down the line possibly. I don't know if they're going to do it, but if they don't, like Sherrod mentions the Knicks, I mean, I think they're sort of looking at Lillard waiting on that thing. A lot of teams are. The Celtics, actually here. you know, the, they're in a position to consolidate things where I just think this is kind of a no-brainer. You have all this different stuff. And again, you might be right, John. Maybe it's not enough. But do you take that extra it's not step enough. now? Because, because this is your chance to. Like, is Beal knocking on that door? Is Levine knocking on that door down the line? This might be the star that's available to you right now that you actually make that aggressive push for. And, you know, maybe the stuff that if, you have right now outside if, of Draylon isn't enough, but I'd give it a shot. If you can get a, an all-star caliber player for anything not named Jalen Brown, you absolutely try to push your chips in because you will not have another opportunity if you think that that's important to you. So, yes, if it were a couple of picks and rob and take your pick of the kids and they would do it, you have to look at it and say, yeah, and that would kill me. To get and you're 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 find a lot of acquire a player of this caliber and again when 
everyone's scrutinizing Sabonis. He can't do this. He can't do that. Nobody's perfect. There's maybe 10 perfect players and 10 players in a league that are above reproach. Everyone else has some warts, even your own stars. Jason Tatum's got them too. So I, I don't want to hear necessarily about what Sabonis is not. It is a Just top... has been compromised. <laughs> yeah. It's a top tier player. Did he, did the security come and take him away? I, th- I think so. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. That's where we're at. Um, so, uh, Sherrod, forget about what it works. How much do you like the player? You're talking about Sabonis? Yeah. yeah. Love him. I mean, he, I mean, he's an ideal big. I mean, a guy that can space the floor with his jump shot. He can, you can put him at the elbow and he can run your offense half-court sets. He's a good rebounder. He's physical. He's not afraid to get his, you know, put his nose in there and, and do some things. And, and you know, the, the X factor that – You talked a lot about is his lineage. I mean, his dad, men, passers in the, the game. So has, yeah. So he has the oh, DNA. Man. He's got the DNA to be a, a, a yeah. elite player. There's not, there's not a lot about his game that surprises anyone because when you look at how his dad played, it's really his dad only in a lot of ways better. A modern version of him, pretty much. I just think. Yeah. I just think it's a great fit, too, because, you know, his weakness is defense. He doesn't have great footwork on that end. There's some canter to him in the pick and roll. So you're going to have to put him in a system that can protect him and play well around him, which we've seen with Ennis Freedom, that you can do here, that you can survive with that guy in the lineup when you have good defenders around him. I love the idea of him playing off Horford, those two being able to go back and forth with their passing game. And really, you talk about the Jays connecting. If you have a guy who's running offense out of that big man spot and both the Jays moving off him, that might solve that problem a little bit here. This isn't Ben Simmons in terms of a passer, but you have a guy that can get four or five assists a game here. I'd love to see him become a little bit of a better shooter to maybe solve some of the spacing issues that you have. You're probably still running a double big lineup at that point. But can this become a bigger deal? You know, you got guys like Torrey Craig in Indiana. You got guy like Jeremy Lamb who's shooting 40% from three. I feel like we're almost back at that Gordon Hayward. I made a joke earlier about that because there's so much on Indiana's roster that would help Boston that you look back on that trade situation there and said would have helped Boston in the aftermath of that. I just think there's so much potential here for these teams to get something done. It's just about how many picks you're willing to put on the table. And I don't even know if John wants to have that conversation because it gets heated. But, <laughs> like, I, I just – we're sitting here talking about these picks still that haven't been moved. And I know it's not, like, win at all costs right now. But if you have an opportunity to consolidate, I don't know to what degree you get aggressive with those. But it, it's tough because, again, I said earlier in the year – you start protecting those a little bit now if you're Boston. So I am torn you, on it. You are not going to move a player who is an all-star for a bunch of pieces and parts. You're just not going to do that, particularly a young player like Sabonis. There has to be something of significant value yeah. that they're getting in return. And when you start looking at this, I mean, you take out Tatum. Future all-star, higher picks. Yeah, right. the, the yeah. best option that you would have is Rob Williams and you can't really count on that because you don't know if he's going to be able to play from one game to the next so it becomes extremely difficult to see a scenario yeah. where they would have something that you would want because they have that, lots of stuff that you want but what do yeah, you yeah. have that they would want? And plus, that's yeah. always guys, it. let's face, it. Let's face yeah. it too I mean Bobby the, the secret's out like the, the Romeos and the, like <laughs> the rest of the league knows that the, the, their pieces are struggling. Like you know, it's been a couple of seasons now. Yeah. So I, I think the better question That's, is: the veil has been lifted, and it's not pretty. The, exactly. Yeah. Like this is a, this is an important question, right? I want to ask you all. Like, 
does anyone, I mean, do you guys all have an expiration date for these guys? Look, I'm not trying to get all gloomy or whatever, but realistically, between Tatum and Brown, yes, you are. You are. Is there totally expiration date, or do you guys just want to see this thing through until they don't want to play? Yeah. Each other? I mean, or this championship, whichever. Comes these, first. This isn't the guy you give up, Brown. For. These There's guys no are the, about exactly that. expiration oh, well, date. I mean, this is it depends. This is the oh, stuff in the to? back. Is it the stuff in the back of your fridge when you pull it out and you're like, oh, my God, this expired four months ago? Like, that's how I feel about the prospects, you know? Like, I didn't know until recently. And everyone knows about your fridge. I didn't know until recently that spices expire. And, like, I was going through my spice rack and I was like, 2014. Oh, that's a good point. I was like, holy crap. I was like, you get this out of here. That's how I feel about our guys right now. I mean, it okay? is, it is, it is food. Bad spices in the garlic back. powder. Come on, John. Whatever. I, you I was like, use garlic, garlic powder lasts forever, right? Nope. <laughs> that, that shit's stuck to the bottom. It can't John's like, John's like, sweetie, I think this paprika is expired. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it could do it. It's nope. a bonus. Twenty-five signed through twenty twenty-four. So there is no rush for Indiana to. No. make that move you need certainly. something real wow, and you're yeah. gonna wait yeah, it out i love, that, the, I love how sat- none of you guys answered the question <laughs> so i'll i'll tell you this I, I think that i did answer it they expired a long time ago in my eyes not in the sense wow. that they can't, they can't be they can't be passable usable pros the idea of them being <sighs> stars or starter level guys we did the I, summer league thing we got so close wait so you're saying that because so, so the way I, the way i'm understanding it right for for john is this deal not even he's not worth Jalen's value because you you want to see these guys split, but you don't think you don't think this is enough. You don't think that's enough. Uh, a no, value he's, John's talking about the young guys. I'm talking way. about our young guys. When you talk about what's their oh, expiration no, no. date, they have expired. Joe's oh, okay. talking, no, no, no. talking about Jalen and, and Tatum. Oh no, I I still think you're gonna hang on to that for a bit. I thought you were talking about our young guys. The no, young no, guys, no. the young guys to me. They'll. You're never going to get anything for them. But what's your expiration you date? You don't have an expiration date for these guys, for Jalen and no. Jason. It's so far away. No, Not I don't yet. think it is, Bobby. The NBA two three seasons is is, is a whole lifetime for some time. I mean, for, that's for, for, that's for a long way. It's away always it's mind. the year before um, the contract. One of them year. is up. It's the year before the contract. See, year. That, that sometimes that's that, that's when it's too late, Joe. You know, it's that's the year. That's when the clock is running. That year where you're like. You're good, right? You know? Um, I'll give them two seasons. This is the tricky. Mark my words. Two seasons. I'm giving them. This is the tricky spot they're still in, and we've kicked this back and forth. Like, which direction do you go here at this point? Like, I I have argued in favor of keeping the picks, sort of riding that thing out because of the value of them. And John's made this point that they're lottery tickets. You know, you never know when – of stars going to come at 14 that you can develop and work up. And all of a sudden it's not Neesmith. It's Kawhi Leonard at that place. Maybe Brad's a great drafter and just kills Danny's recent draft. That's the in point. Terms of what he does to come. You're much more likely to hit, to, 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 to cash in a lottery ticket there and have one of those guys turn into a starter caliber player. than you are to pull off some sort of magic, you know, miracle deal. Yeah. It's much more likely to hit with one of those. It is. Did you drop the Rosier? No, meaning like look at the last year, just people drafted in and around. You know, like as I said, is if you had right now, you know, how many different people did you miss by one that if you'd gotten them instead, you wouldn't be worried right now. You know, you're talking about Hero, you're talking about Anthony, you're talking about um, you know, uh Maxi, Desmond Bain, all of these guys. Sadiq Bay. You're ta- yeah, Sadiq's cooled down a bit this year, but I know that's your guy. But 
what I'm saying is still mad. I'm still every team, every team can look around and be like, I wish we had that guy that happens every year, but the ch- there's still a chance you're going to hit one of those. There's always, there's going to be a star in the teens. There's going to be a star in the twenties. Celtics just haven't found them. And they, so you need, you got to keep taking swings at that. Um, you might have a chance at another one here, potentially in Schroeder. You hope. I mean, I still look at moving Schroeder closer to the deadline if there's an offer that blows you away. I think you just got to choose one direction here. You can't sit in the middle like last year. You got to start to set yourself up for something down the line. If a contender offers you a first for either Schroeder or Al because they think they're a Schroeder or Al away from from winning a title and they're happy to give it, I don't care where you are, you do it in a heartbeat. I don't think you would do that for – I don't think Al would get that, but I'm saying – Anybody comes calling for anybody any of your veteran players because that's what they think they need to put them over the hump. Right. It's always a seller's market at the trade deadline. You do it if you're the Celtics. You don't even blink. And it'll make you yeah, worse this year. Deadline. Yeah, but you do it. And it opens up some minutes for young guys, which will make people happy at some point. The thing is they're just not gonna fall to that level. We're flown at that five hundred point again. They lose tomorrow, they're back to five hundred. They'll probably win a game after that out of the next two and stick at 500 at that point. So there's no onus in terms of the production or record. I mean, this has been the story of the post-game show for two years now is just that up and down, up and down. And there's really no needle that points you in a buyer's direction, which they ended up doing last year, but not aggressively enough for it to really matter in Fournier or a seller's direction, which arguably they should have done last year, maybe with certain guys. So, like, I don't know, but I do think, like, you just have to start to establish some sort of direction for yourself long-term here because the pieces that are in place for this team right now, you know, maybe Rob inches closer to all-star status, becomes more consistent, healthy, that was those my sort hope. of things. But That's always my I don't, hope. I don't know if that, like, bumps you up the East hierarchy, especially when you have a Chicago, Lily potentially going to New York. Like, there are going to be things that happen in the East over the next year or two that bump you even further down the ladder if you're Boston potentially here. So I'd love to see something this year that at least starts to, like, point them in some sort of well, direction. Well, what ends up happening is your, your, your two under 25 stars all of a sudden become over 25, and they're roughly the same player. And there are a lot of other people came into the league who are also really, really good. And now, t- from a talent perspective, um, you aren't – you aren't sitting on this pile of like, oh, we've got our young stars. We're totally fine. No, you've got two guys entering their prime with no supporting cast and you have nothing around them. So you got to really be worried about draining the assets. You got to get premium talent or you got to hold on to assets, right? You can't. Just and that's why it. I take a long look at Sabonis. Like this is, I, does it make you a contender of finals team today? No, but it's man, not, but you know, how many shots things? You- Yes and no, but how many shots are you getting? Again, people always are looking at the imperfections of the player. How many shots are you getting at an all-star caliber player at this age? Through free agency or through other trade opportunities? Not many. If you have a legit shot at acquiring Sabonis for less than Jalen Brown, you have to think you have to consider any and all offers. And listen, I'm not going to say it because I'm I'm just not. I'm not going to do it, but I'd be putting some picks on the table. I would. Let's just say that. Yeah. But do they want the damn picks, Bobby? Depends how many. No, I don't think it does. Not like picks in the teams. Right? Unless, like unless we're talking OKC. I mean, that's like the only team is just doesn't. Isn't that how every trade works, though? Like Harden, 20s picks from the Nets. 
But Holiday, you do them. It's not 20s bucks. picks. It's not. The way you do it is you do them well into the future. So the Nets right. picks, the, the, right. the Nets, the, the picks you gave up there were 2024, 20, 2026. The first pick swap is 24 on that on that Harden deal. The first do you think about doing that if you're Boston, John? Yeah, it's the same thing with the Drew Holiday deal. Those are future deals because you're not – grabbing late first rounders you're doing what the celtics did the first time around with kg and pierce which is into the future when you're going to be bad and obviously the timing with the celtics worked out there great um but you're not drafting you don't want milwaukee's pick next year or the you know again i don't think you're in like win or die mode right now but there is a little bit of urgency here you know like what's your move gonna be. be I mean, with that said, what, how do you guys feel about someone like uh, like Karis LeVert if he was the, the centerpiece? Like, what, what would it take uh, for, for the Celtics to trade for someone like that? Is that a gamble? Would you like that's that? That's a buy low guy for sure. It definitely is a buy low you guy, know, and it's your. I feel like that's the kind of weapon and... this team could use, whether you know Dennis Schroeder is part of the future or not. You know, just another guy who yeah, put the ball on the floor. You know, uh, he's, he's he's tough to defend. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of size, but. You put him alongside. I mean, that's Tatum definitely Brown, a guy you give up one pick. He could, get, for. he could get his own. You know, he can he can create. So just need guys like that. That's definitely Bobby wants to acquire. Bobby wants to acquire picks just so he can trade them. I mean, that's what Danny wanted to do <laughs> way back when, but he never traded them. Traded them. He never did. Um, uh, that's a anyway. good point, Josue. I'm I'm so torn on him because he looked phenomenal in Brooklyn. He obviously had that medical condition a year ago that really threw him off, and he he's been so awful ever that. since. Oh man, he was amazing before that. I, I'd obviously buy low on him. I just. I just don't know if they're selling him low. I think they're trying yeah. to sell him high here if they're going to do it at all. So probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, but again, you do know, need that Sabonis, third wing. You know they're going to sell, you know, Sabonis high, but man, you know, I don't know. I do. I, I, I do love the idea of that. Depending on what the market says, maybe the Celtics can can, can put something together there that, of course, doesn't involve uh, you know Jalen or Jason. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's put a bow on it. We're deep into the night. We're approaching 2 a.m. Eastern Ooh, time. 2 a.m. over there, guys. It's what we do, guys. And we're back tomorrow. Because cause F that. We don't sleep. Yeah. I'm going to sleep, sleep right here, actually, guys. I'll be right we here. We don't sleep at CLNS. That's our motto. Okay? No days off. No days off. We no do this every days night. days off. We do this every night. Last night, was a br- last night was a brief Patriots. Off at one, you know, one thirty tonight. What was Boston Radio team. saying? Are they are they was, uh, are they are they all in now? It was what? a victory lap for sure. It was pretty good. It was a it, this was this was a great notch in uh in 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 uh in the great feather and it's Phil's so cap. hard to believe that happened. That was so crazy. <laughs> Aussie Phil happening in Sydney right now. I love it. Hey, hey. nice. Good morning. Nice. The Aussies always have these ones good. Still early in California, too. Yeah. I bet you he didn't um, expect this score, dude. Uh, closing thoughts from the guys in L.A. before we let you guys go and, and dance around on the court and take pictures and all of that stuff. On this is a chance for them to get it. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, this is a chance for them to get it right. You know, I, I at first, I didn't agree with Ime's decision to pull the plug as soon as he did, as early as he did. I don't know, well, five minutes left. They're coming right back here tomorrow. You know what? I get it. You know, he obviously was disgusted with the effort and thought that, you know, from a couple of quotes that I read from after this one, you could see his intention or his anger rather. And, and they deserve that. But of course I think they, they respond well tomorrow. And um, I think that's what sort of led to that decision. It was like, look, I'm just going to 
I'm set with you guys. You know, I'm going to wave the white flag. We're going to get this right the next game. And, uh, you know, otherwise, everything we were saying up to this point, you know, it's like what happened to that, you know, and especially in that first quarter. Tatum, 214 helps, but I just thought overall it was a group effort on defense. And Robert Williams was in there. Robert Williams showing flashes of, of the good old days. You know, I thought of John. I was like, oh, shit, John's going to love this one. And then, you know, you come up flat. But, again, I just thought offensively they just didn't have enough weapons or they just they just ran dry. Yeah, th- th- this was clearly a-, a game where there were ample opportunities for them to make it way more closer than it was, and they just didn't get it done. Bottom line, Never at the end of the day, they, they, they just sucked. This was a bad game. Um, exactly. Clippers, I-, I agree with you, Joseph. I think they will be better against the Clippers. But, man, I mean, it- it's kind of a bummer, though, because, uh, th- again – I don't it, it didn't feel as though like the Lakers were really executing at a high level. They just did enough to win and the Celtics no. you know did enough to allow, allow themselves to not win. I uh, thought this so. game was more about the Lakers than the Celtics uh in my mind. Like I think if you're watching this as a Lakers fan, this is like, "Oh geez, we saved the season. Thank God." And that's kind of how the Lakers played in this one. You're about to fall to 12 and 13 if you're them well past the 20 game mark here there was a real urgency to the way they were playing that boston just didn't match there and maybe they should have but after two games where you're flying high and you're spilling over on the bench in portland and you just get to la i can imagine falling a little short there but like Josue said you got to win tomorrow you're better than the clippers i think it's close yeah, you know it's again there's no there's no ticks are so clearly better than that they just win yeah. by showing up so we'll see no, for sure i'm just saying that yeah. It I just everything was bad. Shooting was bad. Transition defense was bad. Uh, got the boards. Got beat up in the paint. Um, second chance. We're missing Brown now, right? They, Bring him they, back. No second. No second. ARP game. No oh, secondary game. scoring. They lost. They lost every battle. They lost e- almost every category across the board uh, in just bad game tonight. So toss it tomorrow. Uh, the 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 gang obviously remains in LA. So we'll have stuff from. Uh, you know, Sharad, Josue, and somewhere behind the scenes, Nick is there. Nick is lurking. Oh, yeah. He's lurking. I had to calm him down a bit, but he'll be ready he's, to go for this. He's for lurking. Our, for our segments. Yeah, he's back there. So you guys hit the court. Do your th- uh, more stuff coming up on our YouTube channel, uh, post-game reaction from the team and also from Josue and Nick and the guys out there. Um, so make sure you subscribe and check that out. Um, until then, we're back tomorrow. Uh, and uh, same cast of characters. No Jimmy. It's in his contract. Um, so there's nothing we what, can do back about to back that. Nights? Can't do it. Weekend. He said he's not, he doesn't do West Coast. You know, Weekend load Saturday. management for Jimmy. Yeah. Load management. That's just load throws management sleep, for Jimmy. It throws off the sleep pattern. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys for joining us Family on a does. late night. We're back tomorrow. Come back, join us. Tell all your friends, Australia. You guys are. You guys yes. are. You guys are. Yeah. You guys we are always that. with us. So we love that. Um, and-